everybody. We're back for uh, the uh, the Breaking Bad Insider podcast. Um, we're going to talk about episode 504. My name is Kelly Dixon. I'm one of the editors on the show. And I'm here with uh, some really cool guests today. Vince Gilligan. Hello. Anna Gunn. First time Anna Gunn. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Hello. the director. Yay. And Michelle McLaren, uh, executive producer and a Hello. producing director on our show. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you know what? I got to say, I'm really, really excited. I'm always, I, you know what? I'm, I always say that, but I'm always really excited to do these podcasts. Right? Me too, especially because the ladies are outnumbering the men on this one. This oh, yeah. Because yeah. last time I was the only lady in the room. So. I approve. But, I approve. But you know what? Anna, Anna has never been here since so she's a podcast virgin. Because she's yeah. an international lady of mystery. She's like, <laughs> busy doing other things. Aha, uh-huh, you finally uh-huh. revealed it. It's true. It's but uh, Anna, I want to say thank you. Welcome. Um, thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us today. Because um, this is, I look at this as your episode. I mean, I cut this episode. Ryan and I worked, you know, obviously very hard, and and uh, we loved, you know, everything that you did. And I'm, of course, I'm going to get get to every. I'm going to let you explain it. But I also want to tell you that uh, on the last podcast, we all gushed, gushed, gushed for like 20 Aww. minutes on your Emmy nominations. We're really, really happy. Yay! Yay. Thank you. Thank you for that Emmy nomination. I think it's incredibly well deserved. And it's about damn time. And even on the podcast, I think I said, you know, all those Skylar haters can suck it. <laughs> because because well, I was, I got to tell you, I mean, and I know I said this on the, uh, the last podcast. So, you know, you, out, you guys out there, forgive me for being repetitive. But when I, uh, you know, I was up at, you know, early in the morning looking and I scanned past, you know, because that thing is like 30 pages long for, right. the, for the nominations. I scanned past everything looking for mine. I'm like, ah, yes. And then I started going back up. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, was you look so for yours excited. First? I started screaming, kind of, screaming, screaming. Yeah. No, I did, I what kind of team player are you? <laughs> I've been a team kidding. player for the last four I'm seasons. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, I was so excited because I scanned up there and I saw your name and I was like, oh my God. I, like That was when I really screamed. Aww. I was like so excited for you because I was like, this is bullshit. Why does everybody bag on Skylar so damn much? You I know? don't know. First of all, I don't know that that's true. Does that, I don't... You, you stay away from the stuff on the on the forum as sites, anyone of any it. sense should yes, yes. 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 <laughs> i am told that is the case i stay away from it but no, i think no. that there are a myriad of reasons for that which we can discuss of course at some later time yeah. well we, we discuss now yeah but but but, you I, know but, but I, I i refute your thesis well i, I refute your thesis <laughs> madam hey you know what all i want to say again is i am so very happy for you and, you know, I hope you get out there and win. Win yeah. it. Win well, it. Well, Bring you know it what, home. You know what uh, Diane Mercer, our wonderful uh, post-production uh, producer, said just this morning when she knew we were, you were going to be coming into the podcast. She said, I'm so happy, I was so happy for Anna's uh, Emmy nomination. Then I thought to myself, people haven't even seen this yeah. season. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. this is for last season. Wait till you see this season. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is like, you know, yeah. and all That's the great stuff. And, yeah. and we see plenty of it in this episode and then way more great stuff to come so yeah. yeah well it's interesting i mean just like speaking just as like a viewer and like fan of the show like skylar's character so often has been set up by walt as mm-hmm. the bad guy yeah. and as the wet towel that's kind of dropped over the kind of gangster fun that he's having and yeah. and also in the family she's just it's been a consistent thing that she's been kind of the fall guy for the fall gal for you know his antics um and that's why i mean this is 
just when when I read the first few episodes and then when I read this one, I was just so excited because there's just such an explosion of her putting her foot down and just her. It's it's. Uh, and I was saying before, like I guess we're I'm starting to babble. We're just jumping into it, but the the uh, I hadn't seen the first three episodes when we did this one, mm-hmm. and now having watched the first three, especially last week's, but all three of them, and just seeing that slow boil that you've been building since yeah. the start of the season, it made the stuff that you did and the choices you made in the performance in number four, it just took on so much more depth for me watching. You know, to thinking back on it. Um, it's really beautiful layered stuff you've been doing. Thank uh, you. So true. Thank yeah. you. Cause, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to – I mean, thank you for that. And I think it's interesting because last uh, episode uh, with the explosion at Marie, it's, I, f- I felt a lot like Skylar. That's been building up with Skylar from the beginning. Like that's really, you know, season's worth of stuff that she's been keeping inside because I think that if she, she felt – that if she ever let it out, even to herself in a moment, like closing the bathroom door and letting it out, she I think she probably felt like she would never recover. If she fell down and started crying, she may never get up from the floor. Mm-hmm. And she had to keep going. And that is the that's so much the backbone of who she is and of her character. And it's something that I came to realize over some period of time playing her um, was how much I appreciated her strength. And I think that sometimes the sort of Skylar, maybe the Skylar bashing comes from a couple different places. One is that people identify with Walt so much as the ultimate anti-hero. You know, it's like, I, if I were in that position, I would like to do that. And there's so much of an element of, ooh, wouldn't it be great to say screw you to the people, you know, to my boss, and to just start doing these things. And I think they identify so much with him. And she is kind of the one that more than anybody else says you can't just do whatever you want yeah. you don't mm-hmm. just get to do mm-hmm. this stuff and not and it doesn't and and feel like it has no repercussions mm-hmm. you can't <clears throat> endanger your children like this you can't just make these choices yeah. and she's trying to control an uncontrollable situation and she's trying to do it because she thinks if i do these things then maybe we'll be okay and maybe everyone will be safe and maybe the police won't find out and maybe we can get out of it mm-hmm. and then i think she finally realizes I can't control this. And this season is is that her kind of ultimately back so far into the corner yeah. that there's nowhere else to move. Yeah. She can't do anything else. She's tried, you know, okay, I'm going to launder the money this way and I'm going to do this with Ted yeah. and I'm going to do this and mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. <clears throat> I think finally she just, there's nowhere else for, there's not even a, a mo- there's not a single move for her to make. So she's so trapped that it's a place she's never been. Yeah. And I think that's why the boiling, it just starts boiling to a point where it finally just, it and just she, explodes. And she also can't yeah. tell anybody. That's the huge thing is she doesn't have any, like, buddy to talk to about. Because sometimes yeah. if you talk this situation out, but she has nobody. She can't talk to her kids. Right. She can't talk to Marie. Yeah. She's got nobody. The closest she's come is talk to her potential divorce divorce lawyer. <laughs> that was the only just one. Did not want to hear it. <laughs> no, she <laughs> did not want to hear like, it. Yeah. Right. Next. Yeah, well, I she, know. she was. She was. She was. It seemed to me she was uh, uh, sympathetic as far as that went. But as she said, I'm not a professional therapist, and you just need to leave this asshole. You know. Yeah. yeah. And I always. I've always felt very sorry for. For Skylar, for what you guys just said, I mean, she's just completely and utterly trapped. Yeah. yeah. But she. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, she has one move. She has one move left, and she makes it in this episode, and it's to get her children out of the, out of the house, mm. of this, dark, person who, 
she does not recognize anymore. Because you know the funny yeah. thing too is um, I've uh, I've talked to friends about this and. You know, I've always said, well, you know, if you were in her position, what honestly would you do? She's been lied to for a year, for, yeah. you know, a year or whatever. She was pregnant, so she was compromised, uh-huh. and, you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, if you were if you were in her position, what on earth would you do? Yeah, it's you easy know? to say what you would do, Nobody, but, but harder to know for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. And I think the other thing that is, it's it's interesting, somebody sent me actually an article that was, I think, entitled uh, Stop Hating TV Wives <laughs> and it was really interesting because it was talking about kind of similar things happening to other female mm. characters on other shows um, mm. specifically the same thing happening to Carmela Soprano oh, yeah. at, at a certain yeah. point it was yeah. there was lots of blogging about you know just whack her get rid of her and that same mm. kind of sentiment and it's interesting because she was also such a strong character yeah. Yeah. and she would just in no uncertain terms say cut the you know yeah. whatever yeah. to him and she t- she did not suffer fools And Skylar, that's Vince the way that you've written her from the beginning. She was never going to be a shrinking violet, and she was never going to wring her hands and go, "Oh dear, oh dear, what shall I do?" She's she's got a you know a backbone of steel, and I think that sometimes that's difficult for certain viewers because they find that they find it difficult to watch that. That's not necessarily the idea of uh, of a woman that they may have yeah. or it rubs against something that's in some people's psyche and I yeah. think that's the other thing that goes on with some of that Skylar stuff that yeah. you know and I but I think it's really interesting because certainly it's it, it makes for a much more interesting dynamic than yeah. if she were just kind of a limp, you know, like, mm. oh, yeah. dear, oh, dear. Absolutely. That wouldn't, you know, yeah. that wouldn't be nearly as interesting. Well, in large part, I have to say, too, the writers and I, we don't we don't work in a vacuum. A lot of the traits that these characters have taken on are, are based, none of these characters are based on, on you individual actors, but certain strengths that we see that you folks possess wind wind up in these in these characters and 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 for instance if you were not who you are i I don't think it's absolutely necessarily true that skylar would be as smart as she is as a character or as or as uh um, as resilient you know these kind of things just like uh the character of Hank originally uh, was designed to 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 serve a, a very mechanical purpose. He was the opposite of Walt, mm-hmm. but we didn't in those early days know how many layers he would possess until we met Dean Norris and got to know him. So, all of you folks uh, add so much to the part, and 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 Skyler is so very interesting to me in large part because of what you bring to the role, and what we see you, that you bring to the role, and what we continue uh, to further. And to further write for mm-hmm. in subsequent episodes, so right. it's it's an interesting organic process uh, yeah. that these characters, all of the characters, have have developed under. Yeah, it's so cool to see also like the bigger arc of Skylar. How I feel like in previous seasons, there's been moments where, again, not knowing where it's going to go, where I've, I've felt like it was hinted at that there was going to be be a bigger arc of her becoming. Uh, more of a co-conspirator with mm. Walt and her becoming like a Lady Macbeth and her does she have that same thing inside her and will that flip her over and will she suddenly be his partner in crime and I feel like this much more interesting and much more satisfying way that it seems like it's playing out in this one where suddenly he's 
she's becoming strong not in that way but strong in opposition to Walt's turning yeah. into the bad guy basically yeah. it's right. it's I, I was really excited when I just saw it starting to go that way in the, in this season it's pretty yeah. cool and, cool. and you directed the shit out of this one, my friend. Oh my gosh! Um, this is this is the second did. episode Mr. Point. Johnson has done for us. And yeah. Just yeah. point the camera at this lady. That's all it <laughs> well, that's so excited. That, that does make that easier. Uh, but yeah. I didn't get to work with you yeah. at all in the in the fly, yeah, and so it was really fun yeah, to know yeah. that I had this big one with you. Oh, it, was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So what was it like being? Uh, that's right, because you you were not because only uh, uh, Brian and Aaron were in the fly episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan's right. previous episode. So what was it? What was it like? What's it like being directed by this gentleman? Oh, it was <laughs> just it was just pure joy. I mean, this was this. I would have to say this the scariest episode overall that I've done so far, um, both emotionally and then just physically mm. getting into into the stuff that we had to do <laughs> in the in the pool. Um, and I really felt very safe and guided and really really um every you know i th- i felt like you let me um go all over the place and when there were times when it was really it was really interesting especially in that scene in um the bedroom with yeah. with Walt the really long scene that we essentially played every corner of that room mm-hmm. and that was a really intense day shooting that scene and then in fact we had to come back and finish it because yeah. we didn't we didn't realize I think at the beginning that we were going to go <laughs> into every corner of the room this was a question I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I I, I, you know, I love to direct as well, but I don't know directing like Mr. Johnson here does. That's not true. No, no, I, I'm not being falsely <laughs> modest. I mean, you've made you've made three wonderful movies. And wait, by the way, everybody listening to this, wait till you see Looper, uh, Ryan's next movie, which is coming out with Bruce Willis and uh, and Joseph Gordon Levitt, who's who's Joseph Gordon Levitt is really a star of it. And uh, well, they both are, I guess. Anyway, it's just freaking wonderful, excellent, excellent movie. But anyway, my point. Uh, I want to hear more about Looper too later. Uh, but um, watching that scene, I I always am confused by blocking, and I'm not being disingenuous here or whatever. It's just mm. that you sometimes you come into it, or I, you know, my more limited times doing it, I come into it with an idea, and then I kind of part of me kind of wants to say, okay, why don't you stand here, and then on this line you go over here, and of course mm. that's a terrible way to do it. I hate to interrupt you, but I right. want you just to explain to our listeners out there what blocking is. Um, I'll let I'll let, uh, okay. I'll let these guys, yeah. Mm. No, no, but keep on uh, with your thought, though. Yeah. Well, well I, uh, blocking uh, is is the movement of the actors through the space. Is that is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. at what point. And, uh, for instance, in this scene, does Anna rise off the bed uh, to Skylar? You know, Anna playing Skylar, rise off the bed. At what point does uh, she walk to point A and then to point B? And and I, I just, I never feel that I'm doing it properly in the sense of I, don't, I never feel, there's always such a crush for time, mm. on, on especially in TV. And it's mm. like, and there's a certain aspect of you want, you want to work through it organically. You want the actors to tell you where they would stand at a certain point. But then you've also you come in with preconceptions as a director. Boy, if they're over here, the light will be really beautiful at a mm. certain point. And then if they're over here, we could play this moment. And also, if they move too many places, then it's like we got to cover every one of these spots, and we'll never make our day. So there's always mm-hmm. the push and pull, the tension of wanting to do it organically 
as much as possible, but then the practicalities of the of the schedule and the shoot come into play. So how did you guys go? How did you start that day? Go through going through it. Well, it's funny because initially, I think when we first blocked it, you were going to stay on the bed. Yeah. I had conceived it as much more stationary and yeah. much of a slow burn with him moving in on you bit by bit. Uh, and it was actually it was Sam, it was Sam Catlin, the writer, who after we ran through it, it felt really good. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of put the bug in my ear that it's funny, like I. I always, you know, wondered if she would, if there would be like more movement to it, if that could serve it. And at first, I would, would dismiss that. I was like, first of all because of practical stuff. Yeah. I was like, it's yeah. a huge scene. It's really we're gonna get into trouble if we start having to do all these different angles. Yeah. And also, I like her being pinned down in the corner and yeah. him attacking her. But then you got, I mean, one of the things that, um, you know. Just letting that take hold and letting it, and thinking. Well, and I think at some point I said, okay, well, you know, this might not work, but let's just see what happens if yeah. at a certain point you get up. Yeah. And then you guys just started doing this kind of move, and so it is kind of you know. You first, I think you, we ran through it, and very organically you started moving around, mm-hmm. and then we refined it beat by beat. Mm-hmm. And there was something so powerful about him cornering you you escaping him yeah. cornering you again mm-hmm. you escaping the pattern of that it felt worth it it did and yeah. it, it was it was unexpected but i think you did i mean we did we did at first block it when it was very stationary and it felt fine but mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily feel like that was fully explored i yeah. guess and yeah. then we just sort of gave it we just we just essentially said let's see what happens mm-hmm. And there and um, there was a lot of freedom given, so we just played with, and that's what what happened was that it it just turned into wherever I went, he moved in. So then I'd move away, and he'd move in again, and I yeah. mo- and I swear it was every corner of the room, was, pretty yeah. much, and yeah. then back yeah. to the bed, yeah. and it felt then even more dangerous, even more frightening. Yeah, to, yeah and to, more like you can't get away from it yeah. either. Yeah. And I think it just encapsulated that feeling that I was talking about before of just being backed into the corner to yeah. such an extent mm-hmm. that there is nowhere now for Skylar to go. Everything that she's tried to do by being an active, pragmatic, you know, okay, I'm going to make these choices and I'm going to try to control it. And there's, there's yeah. nothing left of that so that that big explosion when he finally forces her mm. back to the bed. Back on the, so it starts, ends where it, ends where it started. It ends, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that and was really, that was really exciting. But you know what, we had a scene like that, I think, last season. We did, in the same room. In the same room, in the bedroom. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the hell I was doing. And I'm not, But I'm you not, let us do. You had the yeah. same, it was the same kind of thing. You thought, I mean, you have to, because yeah. you have to work at a certain pace as yeah. a director. I mean, I'm, this is me I don't know a lot about directing, but you have to have a certain amount of thought ahead of time about where physically you would like the scene to play because there isn't a lot of time to rehearse and you have to set, you know, there's lighting and cameras have to be set up and Mm -hmm. you have to make sure you have enough time to do it. But I think that same thing happened where it, where yeah, we did. played around with it, it and then we ultimately said this actually feels. You're right. Because I went into that, I had I had a preconception. It was not a rock solid, super concrete preconception. But I I remember, and then I we sort of put it on its feet, and it was clear my preconception was not the way it could best work. And then you guys... Do you remember <laughs> what scene it was? Yeah, it was a scene when... when they're uh, packing up? It was the teaser of uh, four... 
12. 12. Where they're packing up. Yeah. And, and ready because uh, the DEA guys are here. And he's telling uh, Skyler, I'm not going with you to, right. to Hank's okay. house. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The, the scene I remember you guys completely directed for me, which <laughs> I was happy for you too, was in the pilot, was the uh, sex scene, at the, the very last scene of the pilot. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I just Why, basically said, you. I just basically I'll be said, getting coffee <laughs> in, in your southern lilt. You're like, you guys do your thing. Yeah, yeah, do your thing there. Let nature take its course. <laughs> but I, I remember I, I basically said, okay, I think you're in bed together here, and, and here's you know. the scene, and just kind of, you know, go go for it. And yeah. I, I don't remember giving you guys any direction whatsoever in that scene. I don't remember anything about that. I think I, um, I have, was in a black. I was in a fugue state, as a matter of fact. It was a great scene. And we were shooting in that warehouse over oh. on, the, uh, on the northwest side of Vancouver off of Jefferson Boulevard. Wait, Vancouver? In Vancouver, Jesus. I'm sorry. I, you know what? You, I just visited, you were in a fugue state, too? I was. Oh my God. No, I, I was just saying in Vancouver. I was, uh, uh, shout out to my friend Frank Spotnitz. Uh, Michelle and my friend, We uh, Michelle and I just had uh, dinner with him. He's in from a London. Number had 18, a, Frank. A great scene. So I was thinking of He's selling cool. his new show. Yeah, his mm-hmm. new show is called uh, Hunted, which is going to be very, very cool. Can't wait to see yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds awesome. But uh, yeah, so then early, we didn't have a soundstage in, in Albuquerque. No. In Albuquerque. Yeah. And those uh, early. I mean, anyway, I'm getting all. I, I actually am glad you brought that up. I wanted to, you know, because this is the first time that Anna's been here. And Anna, I want you to, if you don't mind, I'm hoping I'm not pinning you down here, but. Um, will you talk a little bit about, you know, like the first time that you read the pilot and saw what was going on and possibly that <sighs> that long wonder that uh, you and Brian had to do? Uh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just remember I remember uh, I had only had my second child, my my uh, little daughter, five months before the we shot the pilot. So I was just in a state of exhaustion and, you know, uh, having one cold and whatnot after another from the kids. And and uh, Sharon Bialy, our wonderful casting director, is a good friend of mine. And uh, I and she, you know, had tried to set me up to come in to read with her a couple times. And I just was in that new mother, you know, state of mind where I just I had to cancel a couple times. And finally she called me and said, get your ass in here basically she mm-hmm. said this is I, you just need to just sit down right now and read this I hadn't even had wow. time to do it she said that's all I'm going to say wow. so I sat down and I read it and I read it just as Brian describes just closed the door and sat down and probably and this is this is what they heard on the other side of the door oh my god <laughs> oh <laughs> wow that kind of stuff and i wouldn't and i that was i just i just stayed in there until i was done and i i closed the script and i came out and i said well i think i just read the absolute best pilot script i've ever read wow. in in my life it read like a it read like a movie to me and i was just I just had this look of amazement on my face wow. and called Sharon right back and she said, see? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went right in and read for her and she put me on tape. I read for her the next day and um, she knew that I was actually from New Mexico and she said, how would you feel about going back to New Mexico? And the version of the script I read at that time had not changed location. It was still set in, right. you know. Yeah. Riverside, in, California. Riverside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I looked confused and then she explained it to me yeah. and uh big smile came across my face and then I got to go in either the next day or a couple days after that and I met you and Brian for the first time Uh, I think there were three other lovely ladies who were um, also reading for 
the part of Skylar, and it was our test for the studio. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that's what you always do when you yeah. when you uh, go in for a big TV show is that you have to go through a series of auditions usually, um, and we all got to go in and re- and rehearse with with uh, Brian and Vince. Um, for a couple minutes, which is really nice because usually you just have to go in cold and it's very nerve-wracking yeah. and you haven't sometimes been on in the space yeah, and, you sure. know, just it's a really nerve-wracking situation. And it was so great to be able to do that. And I just remember the three of us starting immediately to read through the stuff and just started laughing, yeah, the three yeah, of us. Just started yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. and talking about the hand job scene and how, <laughs> and I expressed the fact that I was I didn't want to do an air hand job yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that yeah. created a lot of laughter. And then Brian suggested that I use the arm of the chair that we push our two chairs together and then I use the arm of the chair (laughs) and that also just tickled us and we were all in there just howling and I think finally Don Steinberg had to come in and say can you move it along or something wait so the hand job scene was the was the was the test one of the network was the the network uh, was the network uh, audition yeah Yeah, I was more nervous than you were I was so nervous I mean I can't I felt I was just so nervous Uh, the other thing I want to say it's a perfect segue I am not looking a gift horse in the mouth. We are blessed with these wonderful 13 Emmy nominations. But I would love, love, love to see Sharon Bialy and Sherry oh, Thomas yeah. get an yeah. Emmy yeah. nomination yeah. for yeah. casting for this show because we wouldn't have you. Yeah, wouldn't I don't have know Brian, why. wouldn't it's have like, Aaron, wouldn't have uh, Dean, Betsy, yeah. RJ, wouldn't have uh, Giancarlo, Giancarlo, wouldn't have Jonathan Banks, yeah. wouldn't have Bob Odenkirk. They're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. So many people. The cousins. The cousins. Yeah. They found the cousins. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the Mikado brothers, uh, uh, the the one uh, the one of them had Lewis uh, Lewis had acted and and uh, we we loved Lewis and but we wanted two guys who look similar and they thought to ask do you have a brother and he said yeah I got a brother named Daniel and and <laughs> I mean they they really do think outside the box yeah, those two ladies and yeah. that is saying a lot because uh, a lot of casting folks it's just about compiling lists mm. or looking at the lists others have compiled and and. Sometimes you can get by doing that as a casting person, mm-hmm. and these two ladies uh, and Russell, their their uh, associate, they they never they never do that. They they really do love to to discover unknown folks, and they they they, they work very hard at it, and mm-hmm. they have great enthusiasm for their for their job. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. really lucky to have them. Yeah. So so when you found out that you had that part, what happened? Can do you remember? Uh, there was a lot of happy dancing um, in my household, <laughs> and um, and then I just I just remember going out in March and uh, and filming the pilot, and it was still really chilly. It was st- really was windy and yeah. chilly, yeah. and but going to my home state because I moved to to Santa Fe when I was eight from from Ohio. Um, and it felt like, you know, going home again to work on the, you know, the greatest job of my career. And so, so it far. was so far. I mean, coming <laughs> off of Deadwood, which was also just That's amazing. Right. But then then this just was extraordinary. And I just felt uh, I kept having to pinch myself, basically. And, you know, Brian and I just immediately got on like a house on fire and just really... It was it was pretty. Well, you had to after that scene, right? Yeah, yeah after you know, after you in the audition, you give the hand jobs. You have the hand job scene. You, you get comfortable with a person was, pretty pretty quickly. It was pretty funny at, at when we, when we were working on the pilot. I was actually an assistant editor, and the editor who cut the pilot, Lynn Willingham, um, when we were when we saw that scene come in, we're like, "Gosh, there's no coverage." 
Yeah. What if we need to make it a little shorter? What if we, we there was nothing oh, to cut to? I was worried about that. Yeah. Basically, there was nothing to I cut to. I did give you a little cut. No, you I, didn't. I gave you singles. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Look, Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm very positive you didn't because we were both questioning, like, you know, I mean, we're looking at the scene and we're like, wow, you know, what if it comes down to where we need to cut away to something? We can't, we don't have anything to cut away to. Even if we had the laptop, you know, reverse, we could cut away. Nothing. There was nothing to cut away to. And I remember this specifically because I remember Lynn, Lynn was saying, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll call, I'll call Vince and ask him, you know. So she called you. And she said, um, Vince, because she knew you You guys had a long history from the X-Files. X-Files, yeah. Um, she called you and she said, Vince, everything, I'm sure she said everything looks great. And she told me this story later. She said, you know, everything looks great. We're just curious because uh, we have no coverage. So it's, you know, this is a wonder. And you're like, but it's a good wonder. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so that's how I know that there absolutely but, is no coverage. All right, fair unless, enough. But- unless, you know what? Once, uh, once we got picked up, yeah. and the pilot then had to go from seventy-two minutes down to about what fifty-three minutes. I don't know if you shot any. I don't think it was then. seventy-two minutes, was it? it yeah, it Jesus, was, it really? was seventy-two wow. minutes. Yeah, a... I was an assistant. This is my job some, at the time. Asshole director's cut. <laughs> it was it was seventy-two minutes long, and it had to be cut down for uh, for television. Right, it had to be yeah, cut yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. And unless you maybe shot some stuff then, which maybe you did, but I don't think i don't, I don't seem know. to remember i, I, guess you're uh, I right. think it is it is still a wonder it is no you logged uh, you were the assistant on that you logged all that footage and you know it better than i do and especially ah. now my brain is like a but it was a good one it's a good one i just yeah. remember i remember that um we had some network folks out there and i unless <laughs> i'm making this up i seem to remember being asked to <laughs> do a less vigorous <laughs> job under the covers yeah. with my hand because so, my hand was moving yeah, too no, vigorously that is, that under is true. the covers that is true. do you remember that well, that is true that was the issue of well you know what else i wanted to avoid if if we had the one or i yeah. wanted if you have just singles uh, on people's faces, there's a very real possibility in TV that the, the, the folks can say, "We'll just cut to their faces." Yeah. We were yeah. seeing too yeah. much hand movement. This yeah. is too. This is too sexual. We can't. Seriously, so, yeah. we can't. Yeah. So was that basically a ploy on your part then to just shoot it as a wonder? Sorry, we don't have anything. Well, it, it was. We also didn't have tons and tons of time. I yeah. mean, if yeah. you can get it right the first time without coverage. By the way, this is a great wonder. Back to this episode. I love the wonder you do, Ryan, with Anna and Brian. The very. It's the second. It's the it's the second to last scene yeah, in the show, where where Anna's smoking. I love the Area Fifty One cup. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the name of the episode, by the way, Fifty One. And I love that cup. But I love the fact we never see Anna's face in that scene. We only yeah. see a glimpse of the side of her face. So we're the whole time. It's it's just a really brilliant blocking again and, and camera placement. And it's lit so well too. Lit yeah. beautifully because of Michael Slovis. Performance so well because you're smoking mm-hmm. and not giving a shit about yeah. what you're doing. Know, but like, we're waiting to see your face because we're waiting for your reaction and it's just like denied. <laughs> denied. <laughs> you couldn't cut to my face because I think I was making a look. I had a look of nausea from the herbal uh, cigarettes. Oh, you know, were sick. Do you you, that? Yeah, and you had been sick. Like it I, was yeah. this. It was such oh. an endurance. Test, this whole there, there from was m- me basically holding back uh, rattling coughs during yeah, that scene. Yeah, well, so really, really are you are you not a smoker? 
I used to be, oh, okay. but not anymore. And so, and and herbal cigarettes are vile. Yeah. Well, They're foul. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> they I are. feel bad when we ask you to do stuff like that. Hey, it's a good, you know, it's so good for the character, and well, it's so mm-hmm. great at that particular moment in that in that episode that, yeah. you know. And we shot singles for it, but it's a real testament to you guys that when we got in the edit room, I think, you know, Kelt, like, I, there was actually a single of you that I thought was going to mm-hmm. end it, but it was so much more expressive, just the, I mean, you were getting everything you needed just from your posture and the way that you were oh, yeah. doing everything it was just so much more powerful to stay with that one or i mean Very it's really cool. that's that's you guys you know cool. um hey i, I, I sorry, sorry I forget uh i just this is a quick uh on deadwood you were the only character on deadwood who never got to curse i know and, and, such a bummer and this is an unexpurgated <laughs> podcast so if you want to just let loose oh i right can't really yes. i can swear i didn't know <laughs> that i was <laughs> watching my fucking language this whole time <laughs> You know what? I wanna, if, I hope, if, if we need to cut this, we can. Um, I just wanted to bring it up, you know, because um, I was talking to Vince the other day, and I said that we were talking about some of our favorite movies, and I said uh, I said that I had bought uh, L.A. Confidential on Blu-ray and the pilot for the TV show, and I said, wait a minute, Anna's in that. And he goes, you, she is, yeah. So I got to bring see that it. to you. Did you, oh, did you yeah. know it was available to you? I had no idea. It's, it's on the Blu-ray. It's oh, on the wow. Blu-ray of LA Confidential. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my god, I've never seen it. So really? I'm gonna have never oh, seen go it. Buy the Blu-ray. Never <laughs> seen it. I'm smoking in that too. <laughs> I, I remember that. That was fun. No, but I think, oh, didn't you play? You played a, like a prostitute. I've only seen it once. It's mm-hmm. been a couple of years, but you played a prostitute with a heart of gold. Yes. Is there any other kind? Who actually like gave him some evidence or something? Right? Yeah. Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. You should check it out. You should I, buy it. Definitely I check will it. now. Yeah. I didn't know that. Definitely. Okay, so um you know what? I I want to I want to pump a uh, a behind the scenes uh a little vignette that that AMC has done, I oh, guess yeah, that's yeah. going to be on um with a lot of behind the scenes on this episode, I've never done this before, but um, actually I haven't really seen ver- that many of them. So this one it's, I have it's seen. It's relatively new this year, yeah. actually, yeah. I have seen this one. Um, there is a behind the scenes for all you guys out there. Go check it out on AMC uh, TV. I think it's amctv.com. I think, yeah. Um, that uh, it really does a, a nice behind the scenes uh, little vignette um, about this episode, but it does a lot with, uh, with Anna and the pool. And mm. there's a lot that you're gonna, you, you do tell on that... Uh, on that little uh, behind the scenes thing, but I also want you to like duplicate that here. I mean, you know, tell tell us what that was like too, because I had no idea that it was not the, your favorite situation, and you were a little uh, uh, there was some trepidation, apprehensive. Yeah, is that the right yeah. Word? I mean, I uh, it's funny because Michelle was just uh, reminding me that when we first talked about it, I guess I didn't say that I was well, the well, just nervous. to set you up a little bit here. Uh, uh, Ryan had come up with this really cool concept, and when we were prepping with the skirt and this and this yeah. wire contraption and everything that you were going to have to go into and be somewhat trapped, and we obviously can get out on a quick release underwater. And we, Ryan and I, were talking. We're thinking, well, we better, you know, obviously we better check with Anna to see how she is underwater. So I called you, and you told me this really fabulous story with how brave you are <laughs> underwater. So I came back to Ryan and said, no problem. Well, we'll rehearse the day ahead of time because you said you're not a scuba diver or anything, and we wanted to to work with you if you wanted to get some air underwater, whether you want to come up. Yeah. And she told me this great story. So wait, wait, before you, you before you do that, I just want to preface. Um, 
in the scene where you are underwater, they had wanted the skirt flowing yeah. around you. Mm. And when you get the skirt, I'm assuming when you get a skirt like that in the water, it doesn't do that. It just probably sticks one place. Well, it was, yeah, and there was yeah. a way of, basically we built like a wire frame for the skirt and had the skirt as a piece of scenery that laid at the bottom of the pool preset. And then so she could drop down into it just because I was anticipating it was just going to be a nightmare if we were trying to get the skirt to float just right while she was down there and all the element. I just, you know, it just right. seemed more like an expediency thing. Like There's a little bit sense. more about this on the behind the scenes little video. But, uh, but yeah, to, you know, this is, you know, people think that, you know, these kinds of things are really simple. You just go out there and put Anna in a skirt and it just flows. It does not. It, yeah. it, it's a, it was a really, really cool concept of yours. And we first tested it. Um, obviously out of the water mm. uh, on the stage and it looked so cool mm. just even n not in the water it looked like there was a skirt floating around Anna and what we've actually done too is because there's wires holding this thing up there were actually wires in the shot where Brian comes in and he puts his hand in to get to pull Anna out of the water we've actually you know gone through a visual effects session to remove those so if you're everybody's going to be looking frame by frame we pay a lot of money for these visual effects you will not <laughs> yeah. so just so mm -hmm. you know just so you know yes that that's what we did so i'm sorry to interrupt but please do tell us you know uh, how that was and also what was the temperature of the water because it, it looks was like it was cold outside it was yeah. cold outside but the water was really warm really warm so that was great it was just the second you got out of the water it was it was freezing but I think as an actor it's just one of those things you learn to just say to essentially say I can do if they say can you you know uh, pair, you know, jump out of plane yes I can you just learn to say <laughs> yes I can do anything and um, I mean it's the same thing happened uh, two weeks before I started Deadwood, this is absolutely true, I was horseback riding with my family and I got thrown from a horse. And I was an experienced rider, but just one of those things. And I fractured my sacrum. And it Ooh. is really painful. Ooh. And just as a matter of course, they, before a new character starts on the show, they just wanted everyone, they wanted to know that everyone was comfortable around horses and wanted to give you a little riding lesson. <gasps> and I just, I just didn't want to say anything about it. So oh I just God. said, um, you know, I, I, um, I just uh, have a, I just fell, you know, I tripped or something. I made up something very mild and said, right now, I, I'm experienced as a writer. And so they didn't, they didn't make me do anything. But the first shot of Deadwood is me coming in on a stagecoach, which was so painful because oh it really was just like boom, God. boom, boom, boom down these, you know, rutted um, dirt roads. And I just didn't say anything because... That's what you learn. You just learn to do that as an actor. You just learn to do that. So for this particular thing, I didn't want to say that I was terrified of scuba diving, and I've always been terrified. So I basically went, yeah, sure, no problem, no problem, when, when Michelle said that we were going to do this. And um, and then I thought to myself, I put the phone down, I thought, oh, God, I'm in trouble. I'm really in trouble. <laughs> and I started looking some stuff up on the Internet, which made it worse. So then I just thought, okay, they're, they're going to take care of you. It's going to be fine. Well, and, and of course, we wanted you to be very comfortable. But you told me this great story that gave us such a vote of confidence oh that you were going to be fine. You should tell that story. Because well, I, yeah. I came out to Ryan and was like, oh, she's totally comfortable in the water. Wait till you hear this. That was another another movie I did. I had to do a stunt where um, my character dives off, jumps off a, a houseboat that's really, really high into a lake and rescues what she thinks is a baby, which is actually a dog wrapped in a tablecloth. It's very, oh. very intricate thing. But um, they supposedly had hired a, a stunt woman to do some of the work for me, um, who 
turned out to not really be a stunt woman. Um, she had been discovered in a um, strip club, <laughs> and um, a she did not. <laughs> physically resemble me in any way like literally she was about five inches shorter than me completely different body types and she said she was not a very good swimmer on the day and I went okay this is not going to really be helpful so I had to do the the diving and I um, and I did it, and I was very proud of myself, which I think was why I said, oh, no, I'm very, this is, I'm very experienced, and I'm very good at this. And I just forgot that um, I tweaked my back actually doing it, and it was freezing, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I was so proud of the fact that I did it. I think it was just a, a like How a medal. How high a dive was it? 25 feet, wow. you don't want to say. Does that's that sound really, high? That sounds Damn. high. That's yeah. very, that's very really high. high. That's and like then wasn't the stories. dog... That's basic, yes. Really? Wasn't the dog panicking? And the dog was panicking, yeah. and there were <laughs> divers in the water, but they, 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 we couldn't rehearse it, so the first time I went in the water, I went to get the dog, and he pulled me under the surface of the water, and they thought I was just acting, but I was actually sort of drowning, <laughs> wow. essentially. And I was trying to push the little dog up above the surface it's of the water because I was really scared that the dog was going to be hurt, so I'm, I'm holding the dog up above my head, like, you know, out of the water. Meanwhile, I'm drowning, and I'm making signals to the divers, like, it's me wanting to please help wow. me now. So it was, um, it was quite a situation. But again, you just, you know, you learn to tweet the story and say, the, it was well, fabulous. And, 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 the, was, and the version, oh, yeah. the version, uh, the, the version that, that Anna told me was, oh, yes, I dived off a 25-foot houseboat. I rescued a dog underwater that was trying to drown me, but it was wow. fine. I go back to time and go, she'll be fine in a pool. And it's like you were Jacques Cousteau and Chuck Norris mixed into I was exactly. like, oh, this is, she's going to Exactly. I wanted, that's what I wanted to portray. And you were, to, the thing is, you were <sighs> awesome. And it was, it was really physically hard on you take after take of going down into that thing. And you just powered through it. I remember the last take, like we, we needed one more. We hadn't quite gotten it yet. And I think you were actually at the point where you were physically trembling because you were cold from getting out and you were physically exhausted and yeah. you had been sick from this grueling schedule and this was and like you, all night right you guys shot yeah this was late yeah. late at night and you, you just without a single hesitation you were just like yes let's do it right now and you went right back under and just nailed it I it couldn't was, hesitate because I knew if I did I, yeah, would, yeah, I would start yeah. to think about it and say I can't do it I yeah, can't do it but I was yeah. I was just I was I was trembling I think uh, the, when I came out to do the actual part where I had to go underwater and they had to set me in that wire cage. Mm-hmm. But I had been, you know, um, our wonderful Al Godo, who's our stunt coordinator, worked with me the day before um, in the pool. And, you know, it was a beautiful day. And so it was a completely different situation. It was, you know, daylight. Um, and there weren't a ton of people around. And they just really, he just introduced me to the whole thing so easily and slowly. And, you know, I got a wetsuit on and we just went into the shallow end of the pool and just the way they just the way they would teach anybody to do yeah you just practice you just put your face in it first and slowly get used to it and they told me what to expect about the kind of feeling that you the panicky feeling you get at first Mm -hmm. that you might get and they he explained it so thoroughly that when I started to just finally work my way into the pool I felt like oh this is actually not a big deal this is this is this is fun this is great I was so proud of myself and then 
because the wire cage was set down there, and again, because it was daylight, it looked, everything had a feeling of openness, mm -hmm. and so the, I'm claustrophobic, so that feeling was not there at all that day, and I expected it to be there, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I also wear contact lenses, so, and we knew that we wanted my eyes to be open in that last mm -hmm. moment, right before Walt makes his way to me in the pool. And there was a, quite a bit of chlorine in the pool, so I had to keep my eyes closed while they dragged me under the surface of the water oh. and set me in the cage wow. with the regulator. So the sensation of that was freaky. But again, during the day, they gave me so much time that I it was fine and I was used to it. And <laughs> came out of the water thinking, I am a rock star. <laughs> I'm now going to go and travel the world and scuba dive everywhere. And, and then, that, then the, next, the next night when we actually had to do it, then it's dark and there's you know people surrounding the pool. And the, the third element is the feeling of everyone wants to go home. And this is really, you do, you feel like I gotta, do, I gotta get this right because I don't, I know how long it was going to take to reset everything and change me and get Because you have the, to start off dry every time with your hair all Yeah, I mean, for the walking in, we had to start off dry every time. But for the, just the going underwater, I think I could, I could just stay in the pool yeah. and they could take me oh, under. Right, right, yeah. um, but it was just, you know, at that point, I think it was about four in the morning or yeah, something, absolutely. somewhere around there. And um, there was a good amount of time between me walking in the pool and then we were shooting other stuff and I was inside and there was just anticipation of this. Yeah, and that yeah. started, I think that was yeah. the thing that was that made me the most nervous because I thought, okay, now I'm starting to get this feeling of what will, it's dark and that started to wear, that started to just psychologically have its effect on me so that when I came out to finally do it, I was, I had, you remember the look on my face? I did not, I had this sort of frozen, paralyzed look on my face, like, okay. And people were talking to me, and it was that thing where you're so nervous that you can't, you can't, you can't really, you're not processing what they're saying to you. I thought that was acting, because that's the Thank you very much. Thank you. That dumb look on my face? No, it's perfect for that moment when the camera is just off the water, and you're coming toward the lens, and then you duck down. Yeah, that look of... I was like, what in the hell is happening now? <laughs> it's great. It's that perfect. was just Anna Gunn's terror. <laughs> Anna Gunn's terror. And you did a great job keeping your eyes open, as you were just saying. Uh, there's a Here's a little fun little factoid. At the very end, when Walt grabs you, as anyone would, you, you blink. Yeah. And we uh, we froze your eyes open. Oh, wow. The, yeah. the very last frame. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Paid a lot of money for that visual effect. Paid a lot of money for that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So don't be that's looking cool. for it now. <laughs> yeah, we that's did. cool. Or the last, I forgot four, about that. last four frames or something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah frozen yeah, open. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just amazing. The point being, it's amazing all the little details that go into. Because you've got like this Mona Lisa smile, sort of yeah. Mona Lisa Nailing smile. Nailing that, like with yeah. all the stuff that you described, the fact that it was also this incredibly elusive complicated thing you were trying to express with the, and the fact that you did that with all the stuff you just described underwater at four in the morning it's like it's pretty cool to watch it's not something you would you don't think about the context of that when you just see the shot but it's really yeah. pretty extraordinary yeah. yeah i it was it was a really it was it was an incredible uh night and i just i mean there were so many people who kept me calm and made me feel safe and you know and and plus I knew how cool it was gonna look yeah. so yeah. 
that was really, it was exciting. It's going to be like easy compared to jumping off 25 stories and being dragged down by a puppy. Yeah, a just, a <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was 25, 25 stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It was a giant skyscraper and I had to jump into a baby pool. <laughs> hey, you know a what? barracuda. You know what, Anna? I know we're going to lose Anna in about five minutes, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah. For us, she's got to go pick up her daughter's from camp. Yeah. Such a, um, is it day camp or is it like camp? Day camp, camp? yeah. It's day camp. But uh, I wanted to ask you um, either if you could tell us if you have a favorite moment or if you wanted to talk about that great scene that you did last year with, with the tax the tax people. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you have something else, it, you know, it's your choice. Oh, your choice. Oh my gosh, that well, that that was such a fun scene because I, I, I it was one, you know, Skylar's in in various serious. She's in very serious yeah. situations all the time, and she's a pretty serious gal. Yeah. And um, so to get to play that kind of thing for me was, I just was rubbing my hands together <laughs> and anticipating. I was so excited, but I think it was, I think that. Um, who was it that drew, Terry directed that Terry, episode? Terry, Ma Terry McDonough. Yeah. And I think that I was so excited about how funny the scene was that I think I uh, swung really hard at it, <laughs> you know, the first couple of times we did it. Like, suddenly I was playing a, a really broad comedy, and Terry had to very uh, nicely say, Right. Um, just maybe a little, you know, very nicely, essentially said, bring it down. Okay. No, I yeah. never saw any of that footage. All I saw was the finished I product. I think he did not print any of those very kindly. Well, you were, you we were, loved Terry. Yes, were, we loved Terry. You were perfect in that save. You it just hit it. Awesome. You hit it just right. Yeah, it was so wonderful. Not too much, to not too little. It looked like you had a good time. I had so. such a good time. I just love the thing of, oh, this building is so confused. There's so many doors. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many doors. That was great. Plus the guy playing the IRS when I said the thing about Quicken, and he just, the look on his face, the entire, he was so funny. He did it. It was, it was he, the, he was Quicken, great, the, the Quicken. The Quicken. The Quicken. When I type it into the Quicken, yeah. <laughs> Tom Schnauz did a great job right there. That, oh, that was so funny. Uh, uh, that guy was a perfect straight man. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's, was funny. That's the trick to so many comedy. Comedy is like, so much of it is got to have the right straight man or straight woman. Mm -hmm. So many comedies nowadays is like they forget to have a straight person. Well, uh, a straight between, man or straight woman. Between you know. him and Ted, who both of them were just, just dead. And Ted, Ted was great. Ted, Ted, Ted was great. Chris Cousins was great. Just blinking. Hey, there's one quick thing where he looks down at your uh, your uh, breasts. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, got, you blink and you miss it, but it's there. It's there. That's there. also when I scoop my chair over because yeah. the chair was on rollers, and I very quickly go, well, let's take a look, and I scoot over beside the IRS guy who just very subtly his eyes dart down for a nanosecond. <laughs> to the bosoms that are right there just for a nanosecond oh, it's so scene. funny that was, that was a, and actually the, the night or the day before uh, Anna and Melissa Bernstein and I were just we were picking dresses and all that and we were having lots of fun doing that and Melissa and Anna picked a gorgeous black dress and Melissa said let's put a bright pink bra under it so, so there was just a tiny <laughs> little hint I think it was Melissa so yeah it was, was. Yeah. Absolutely. just a tiny little hint of a big pink bra which, which, which was just you know, all that much better when these guys glanced out <laughs> that's right we had this really you know where would Skylar find these clothes right. because you know she had to where would she <laughs> yeah. get them yeah. You know? yeah we were justifying everything that she had on yeah, yeah. It was, it was oh and then the Golame purse was a great was that great yeah yeah the gold jewelry and the gold bangles that 
kept going, cha-ching, cha-ching, just talking. It was great. So, right quick, do you have a favorite, another favorite moment, or do you have any favorite moments? Well, I mean, I think, I have so many, but I think that there's just this this that walking into the pool because it was it was so many different things played and that's sometimes um Skylar shows so much in moments where she's actually not saying anything which is beautifully expressed and when you read the scripts you know it's beautifully expressed in the stage directions and it says so much about the interior of what's going on with her and that moment of walking into the pool we really Sam and and Ryan and I really discussed it because Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure we all wanted to make sure that we were on the same um, that we were thinking along the same lines and what was it exactly that she was doing in that moment because it had so much mystery to it Um, was she when did she get the idea that was going to be my question when did she get the idea yeah I think that's what we talked through that so much remember that yeah do we I think it's because there's um, I guess you haven't seen that that sequence but there's the thing where you're sitting staring into the pool Mm -hmm. that we play a long time on your face and Mm -hmm. we cut back to the surface of the water and back to your face as Walt's talking in the background so much a lot of his story just plays out on you gazing in the water mm-hmm. and I think that's I think it, it, the notion was that's the moment where it kind of crystallizes for you this yeah. this this plan you can see it happening behind the eyes yeah your fugue state that's yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that's Skylar's fugue state right yeah. she, you know we um, Sam said you know at first just when she rises to get away from the table when Walt starts you know going um you're just you know telling it's like she can't stand sitting at the table anymore mm-hmm. because the lie she just can't take another second yeah, right. of this of this charade, the charade and yeah. so she just gets up to get away from there and then it was sort of beat by beat very specifically when she's just sort of she's just really spacing out at yeah. first looking at the pool and then it comes yeah. to her because i think she's been trying to figure out for quite a while, how do I get my kids out of here? How do I keep my kids safe? And it's all that occupies her mind. When you see all those shots of her sitting in bed with her eyes open, I think that's what's going through her mind. And you know, the sadness of that scene to me, the heartbreaking, there's so many heartbreaking moments. I know you got to go just, but last, just about to me, that scene is you're thinking all those, your character's thinking all those things. How do this, this, this grotesque charade of, of we're still a happy family and all that. From Walt's point of view, at that moment, in my mind, he's not lying. He's, he's telling a true story of, do you remember when I was lying on the tile floor of the bathroom and I was undergoing the chemo and you said this thing to me and remember what you said? And, of course, we'll never know what he said because his story gets interrupted by Skylar going in the pool. But there's this... this I mean, Walt is is reaping everything he's sown. He's a, he's he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. but in that moment, it feels to me like he really is trying to make a connection and trying to make things all right, trying to will them back into synchronicity or back into you know get get the planets realigned. And but it's just so grotesque from Skyler's point of view to hear these stories of well, do you remember the good times? I mean, the bittersweet times. Do you remember how good we were together and all that? It's just like, ugh, I'm going to jump in the pool. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to attempt to drown myself now. Yeah, but it's just, and, and I think also 
um, last episode where uh, Skylar, you know, as we were talking about before, where she just finally snaps emotionally and and just starts screaming, shut up, shut up, shut up, to, to Marie. Because I, I feel like it's just, it's been, you know, seasons in coming. And it's been, for her, just, it's just been building from, you know, from the, the, the time she gets the news of of his, of, of his illness, essentially, yeah. and she just has tried so hard to keep a lid on it for the sake of her family and for the sake of the kids, and also because I think she, my feeling was always that if she were able to close the bathroom door and and sit down on the floor and start crying, that I think she feared she'd never ever get yeah. up and she'd never be able to go on. So she's just held herself yeah. very tightly, yeah. very tightly yeah. this whole time, which has sometimes been, you know, as a as a actor playing that, I can feel at the end of a day sometimes, wow, I can feel that physical sensation mm-hmm. of, of that. Because, Your muscles are tight. Yeah, yeah, I can actually feel myself go, oh, wow, and take a breath finally. Yeah. And I think that's what Skylar's been doing, just holding herself together so that when that finally comes off, yeah. it, was, it was cathartic, obviously, for yeah. Skylar, but for me it was incredibly cathartic to just have that explosion. Did you scream yourself hoarse? How many takes during the shut-up stuff? Mm-hmm. I think I probably did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and it was just so poignant having it be Marie because what she wants to do, of course, is, is, is she wants to confess. She'd like to tell somebody, somebody yeah. Yeah. but she can't. And Boy, so... Yeah, I think of well, the consequences. Yeah. 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 So it's, that it's was... Awesome. Especially not Marie. Oh. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah, not yeah, be... Yeah, yeah. Everybody That would know. perhaps not mm-hmm. be the best I don't, choice. I don't, you've got to go. Around. I don't want to force you out of here, but you really no, got we, to. We'd love to have you stay longer, but uh, we, we don't want to... Rescue uh, your daughter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we got to do this again. We'll do it maybe later yes, in the season. Yes, you must come I would back. Love, I this would was so much fun. It was so much fun. We have so much more to hear from you. Thank you. And I want our our, our listeners to be very acquainted with you. Yes. Well, I am excited to be here, and I would love to come back. Yes. Yay. Thank you. Yay. One, one, one. Goodbye. Thank you. Great to see you. Bye. 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 Right. Thank you. Thank you again, Anna. Bye. Bye. It was great seeing her. I wish you could have stayed. That would have been fun. Oh man, I'm so excited for people to see this. This like this whole season has been yeah. leading up, but this episode specifically, it really is such a huge turning point for that character. I that think. is true. It's and, really yeah. And you directed the shit out of it. And uh, uh, and Sam Catlin, who uh, we are sorry is not here. Uh, did, are we really? <laughs> oh, oh, we love Sam. Is his cameo still in it? No, he got cut out, no, huh? He is, is he still? It. You can I glimpse him. Vince yeah. That that was Sam. He's like, it is not. I'm like, yeah, it is. Look There's at his walk. That's him. <laughs> no, I miss it. There's so much less pantomime masturbating. Oh. Uh, our, our, our writer That's Sam good. Catlin, who I actually really quite love. Uh, but you say yeah, that as if everyone hates yeah. him. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually like no, Sam. No, no, wait, I don't know no, what no, wait, everyone because, else's problem is. Because on every podcast, when Vince and Tom and 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 uh, who was here last night, uh, Peter Peter Gold. We're here. They always bag on Sam. They always no. say, oh, that was Catlin. Uh, yeah, you do. We don't. We do a love, though. It's like, yeah. you know, no, one, right? no one mimes crying while masturbating better than Sam. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, just, this just gives you some insight to what goes on in the writer's room. Yeah. yeah no and apparently oh there's a thing with Sam that they just bag on all the time. I love, I love anyway, Sam Sam's Catlin. Sam's one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Sam Catlin, is that he actually does have a little cameo right when they're arresting uh, uh, Ron. Ron, yeah, yeah Ron. and um, Sam actually is an actor. 
Yeah. Yeah. But you only really see the back of his head. I mean, he leaves really quickly and stuff. So. Ron, the actor, they they arrest uh, very. I never met the man. Uh, did an excellent job. Uh, he looks so much. He looks disconcertingly like Charles Napier to me. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. The guy busted yeah. in the warehouse. You know who I say? I say if you ever have a flashback where you need a young Mike. I yeah. think he looks uncannily like Jonathan Banks, actually. Sam Catlin? Sam Catlin does. Wow. Look at, take a look at him next time you see him. He's got kind of wow. a certain what? look to him. Yeah, I, yeah, I swear to God. I ex- And when I said it out loud on set, I expected everyone to say, yeah, and everyone <laughs> had the same reaction you guys had. Like, what? <laughs> you know what? I wanted to, uh, if you don't mind, Vince, I wanted you to talk about the cars. If you don't mind. Oh, you know, well, actually, guess, Michelle should talk about the cars. Well, first yeah. I want to say, you know, you have decided, like, quick, like that, no fanfare to get rid of the Aztec. Aztec's gone. Gone. Wouldn't I, I would not it say. It, we With this, what I'm happy, one of the many, many things in this episode I'm happy about uh, is that is that it got a bit of a send-off because we 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 never go looking to destroy the RV, for instance, or to get rid of the Aztec, but certain stories present themselves and feel irresistible, feel like the right way to go. And last season, uh, Walt steering his car into oncoming traffic rather than, uh, <laughs> rather than take Hank to his place of illegal business seemed like a good way to go. But when you, you get T-boned like that, I mean, here's, and someone's going to call us on this at some point, so I'll just say it myself and, and thus inoculate us. No one in the world is ever going to fix that piece of shit. It's like, <laughs> the, the teamster said there is no way in reality this car would be drivable No, it, the frame would be bent after you get T-boned like that. You don't, you don't, you know, car, once the frame is bent, it's total. Yeah. But uh, at least it's my understanding. But uh <laughs> We, we we fudged reality a little bit there, but uh, yeah, we went, we figured you know it's it's so iconic as an image to the show. We had to see mm. the Aztec at least one more time. Right. Walt does not give it the Viking funeral. You would you would hope he has no uh, sentimentality or nostalgia 50 bucks. for it. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. But I'm glad you know I'm glad to see Benny the uh, Benny the mechanic. I'm glad to see it and went to a good home. <laughs> Benny appreciates it more. And it's fern green. Interesting tint. Yeah. You know yeah. what, actually, I realized just production-wise that it was really smart that is now a problem that you guys are going to have to deal with. I'm sure you have the shooting the rest of it. That Aztec and also uh, uh, the fact that uh, um, the – is it a Jeep Wagoneer? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is like a Woody is, mm-hmm. is so smart because that Aztec is matte. The painting on his mat, so you don't have to deal with reflections. That's, and that's, the new Chryslers right, yeah. are not. And that yeah. is a very good point. I, I, I admit, uh, when we we got our Aztec, I cannot tell you what the original color of the Aztec was, but our our production designer on the pilot and and in our first two seasons, Rob Wilson King, came up with a. a I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to to gild the lily, in the opposite direction with the Aztec. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to take an already. Uh, squat dumpy little vehicle and 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 make it even more unpleasant visually (laughs) so he came up with that with that color uh and i confess i was not thinking of reflections but you're right that new chrysler is going to it's shooting into well it already has yeah Yeah. it already has which which can which can also offer some really great reflection shots um which 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 you proved to show yeah yeah. um but we we did have to take uh, as we do with with uh, reflective cars we take the cameraman out um, did you have to do something we did oh yeah we did yeah Yeah. another visual effect that we spent a lot of money on well that that wonderful (laughs) shot you got for us when you you were uh that low dolly back and forth between the challenger and the 
and the Chrysler right. 300. Oh, yeah, but you no see the whole crew. No, there's no way to do it. There's yeah. no way to do it. You, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just didn't get shots like that back in the day, yeah. or, or they just didn't worry about seeing the, the camera crew. They, yeah. We were out, I rewatched Duel with a friend of mine for the, for the first time in a long while. Oh, yeah? There's a shot of um, the main actor in the phone booth, and you literally can just see Spielberg. Just right there, like he's like you're looking into a mirror, wow. looking at him in one shot. Oh my and god! And then they cut away something else, cut back to the same shot, and he's gone. Wow! But if you pause it, it's 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 like it's like it's a shot of like it's like the shot is supposed to be a reflection of Spielberg. It's like that's what it's incredible. And that's like in the that was a wow. in the seventies. He's like he's like twenty two or whatever. And he's like, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh! I gotta you, check that you've out. just increased the sales on Duel. I, I know I'm gonna go look it up. Well, I mean, it's also <laughs> a great movie. Well, I mean, it, is, it is a great. It movie. is. I it love is it. It's a great movie. Movie. One of the it's interesting things too is like you know, I mean, people we get we get so spoiled nowadays because we can pay now, we can do anything we want. But yeah. I was watching a, I think I was watching a. Uh, there was a Emmy nominated uh, uh, documentary last year about the shooting of Jaws, mm. and they were saying that they would yeah. be out there for hours because sale. They were you know over by Nantucket. Or Martha's Vineyard, I think. Yeah. And they Vineyard, would be, be yeah. out there for hours because they couldn't shoot because sailboats were in the yeah. way. And they just had to wait. They oh, basically wow. had to wait for them to pass. Yeah. And now, you just it's not a big deal. You just paint it out. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know what? And it's and it's a wonderful ability we have to paint things out. Oh, but yeah. it is it is a double-edged sword because now time is... is time has always been king in, in the production of, of film and especially television. But time is, is now more crucial and and precious than ever because you're exactly right you'll say well we'll just paint that out but well, we got to move we got to keep moving we, we do keep but going. we we're not too flip about it i mean we try to do everything practically because it mm. does cost money yeah. but you're absolutely right when so we'll try and deal with it but if we can't we we know we have that as a backup but back in the day exactly but, but back in the day on jaws spielberg yeah. gets on you know a giant you know, G.I. Joe, World War Two, you know, walkie-talkie radio, and says oh, to yeah. someone on shore, what can I do? There's a regatta going on behind me, and they say, all right, we'll, we'll come back yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. you don't get to come back tomorrow. It was, it was, exactly, I could yeah. not believe when I saw it, because it didn't even occur to me. I mean, they look like they are at sea for, you know, for, I think there, it was at least yeah. three or four days yeah. that they were at sea, and they were right there out in, you know, not very far away from, yeah. from land, and there, you know, Martha's Vineyard is in the summertime is a huge, oh, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, vacation community, and I was shocked when I saw that they had to wait, and I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. Now they 1974. Mm-hmm. So 74, 75. It came out in 75. Yeah, it was 74, I guess. Summer 74, is that what it was? Anyway, yeah. I would you love know, to. It was a great documentary yeah. if you can well, find it. I hate to say yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but it it was from is it last year. The shark year. is working, or the shark is not working. I'm not sure, like but that, they yeah. definitely talked about that too. Uh, well, that shark was and, never and, right. And, and Sherry Rhodes, our wonderful, mm-hmm. uh, God bless her soul, uh, has passed away since passed away. Uh, Sherry Rhodes was our New Mexico casting mm-hmm. director, mm-hmm. and she was also in an episode we did, uh, season two, three. I'm sorry, season. Three. Seasons, or I'm sorry, season yeah, cousins, got yeah, all run together. The cousins, the cousins she's yeah. in, a, she's in a motorized wheelchair, and she's she's she did she was not in a wheelchair in real life, she, but she yeah. in the in the episode she's in a motorized wheelchair, and she's getting into her handy van, and they come along and they steal it so that they can use it for their their for T.O. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but she was such a sweet lady, and she was the casting director on Jaws. Wow. Yeah. And there's a wonderful book, a big coffee table book about the making of Jaws. That Greg, Greg Nicotero gave me. Beautiful, beautiful oh, coffee table book. You know and, was, and she's in it. She's all through the book. She was wow. amazing. And what was really incredible about her playing that part, she's been a casting director for 
for decades. Yeah. And she always wanted to act. And yeah. that was her yeah. first acting part. Uh, that was and not she, her first. Really? Yes, it was. And she, also, you and see she passed pictures. away a few months later. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't know she was sick at the time. Because so. you, you look at these photos, she was cute as a yeah. button. Back yeah. in the, in the, on Jaws, she looked like Valerie Perrine a little yeah. bit. Mm -hmm. She was really, really hotty. She, that was the only time she ever acted. That that's true? that's what we're, that's what I was told. Yeah, wow. I know she was so <laughs> thrilled and she did an amazing job. She was great. Yeah, but uh, so talk about the car. Yeah, so we the uh, Chrysler very nicely. Yeah. Well, we had such a great uh, integration with Chrysler in uh, last season. Um, we first of all couldn't believe that we found a company that did want to do a product integration that would allow us to blow their car up. Mm. Um, and Vince, you've always been very clear that you do not want to do product integration unless it it, it integrates nicely with the story. You or don't want it to I be get obvious. a lot of money personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or a lot of cars. Yeah. Um, so when uh, we heard uh, that the writers were going to write that Walt's going to get a new car. Uh, the producers, we of course went ding um, and went to our product placement person at AMC, Robert Reisenberg, and he went back to Chrysler and, and actually a few other companies and Chrysler was so happy. It was, it was the most successful product integration I think they've had or one of the most. And uh, they and we blew up the car. And and I know, which is amazing. Which is amazing, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, and so they said, great. Uh, you know, we're interested. And then we decided. You guys decided you're going to give Walt Jr. a car as well. And you had different concepts at first. So we went and looked at the uh, various vehicles, showed them to you, talked to Chrysler about what worked for them, and we were all came into an agreement that that this would work. I mean, you were you were great about it, Vince. But the interesting thing was is that. We didn't. You didn't come up with a storyline because we wanted money from Chrysler. We happened to have the storyline that fit in with them, and so it was. It was a, once again a very successful, wonderful integration for us. It worked out real well, and I love that song. Uh, uh, I love the way you shot that teaser, uh, Ryan, and I love that song Thomas Goljevich found for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's, great. Well, it's great. It's, it's called terrific, Bonfire, right? I guess. I, I do. I, I must confess, though, we did go to Ryan and go, "Okay, Ryan, <laughs> Chrysler's paying money for this." You really got to show these cars beautifully. And we knew Ryan would, and he hit it out of the park. Oh, my gosh. I hope Chrysler is salivating. Because Chrysler, I am available. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just say, like, as a poor independent filmmaker. Uh, there you go. Well, the thing is, I mean, but the point of that scene is, you know, them losing their old unsexy cars and them getting these right. new sexy. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, the, the fact that it worked perfectly for it. And that, yeah. You know what? I remember when we were scouting that and you were describing to us that shot where you go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. And not everybody got it at first. And we were like, what? What, what are we doing? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we're describing everything. It was like, oh, okay. And then when we saw the final thing, it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's That's so... Awesome. Awesome. Well, it was funny right. too because at one point Vince was in here um, doing a little bit of producing, produce, producer cutting, mm -hmm. and you wanted the you wanted the car because Ryan, you shot it to where we went past the cars yeah. a couple times, and and Vince wanted it to go to Juniors and stop, and you're like ah, you know, because because you were like oh it doesn't, I said it doesn't stop, and you're, you're like ah, I want it to stop, and I'm like oh, but I have this other one. Luckily, I have this other one where you have the camera down low, yeah. and you you shot at six frames per second. Now, for those of you out here, the camera uh, will usually regular speed is twenty four frames per second. So if you slow the camera down and shoot it at six frames, but run it at twenty four frames, it looks really really fast. It's four times faster. And, and yeah. what it does is is it makes the car and and it was handheld. So running it, I believe. No, right? it wasn't. But Andy, oh, you, you Andy were the it. camera operator, was just okay. shaking it. And so if you run uh, it at six frames and shake it, it makes it, it quiver. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I said, I it said, well, cool. I have this it's one so cool. where, in some way, you guys got it. I don't know how you did it, but you would have had to, when you were ping ponging the cars, 
you would have had, I mean, ping-ponging the cameras between, you, you would have had to have it, have it at the same level so it would yeah. lock right well, in. Well, we did. And I mean, it, it was, yeah, it, it was meant to be, like, to give us a bunch of pieces to work right. with and do whatever you yeah. wanted to do with it. And so, basically, it was, uh, uh, you know, Andy, the fantastic A-camera operator, was... Um, basically all he did operating wise was quiver it and then we kind of kept the camera locked in this position on a wide lens and just slid it back and forth and we held it at one car and held it at another mm-hmm. went back and forth from one to the other went from the edge to the middle the idea like, being dolly, right? yeah on the yeah. dolly yeah so the idea being that you could slice it and dice it at any point and yeah. that's also how we ended up doing that ping ponging thing yeah and, like, and yeah, so yeah. Vince was like he's like so oh good. I wanted to stop and I'm like oh I, I think I can make that happen yeah, so yeah, it yeah. stops and he's like ah oh, yeah because it like quiver my, my favorite thing was the two cars quiver I know it's Great. Yeah, and you know who was great in that scene was uh, RJ. Yeah. RJ, RJ was great. So, RJ was great. He was so he was, cool. I don't think he was acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't yeah. Think so. I think he was very happy. Yeah. I got to say, I was very excited to see that he got that car again. I yeah. was like, those cars look good in that driveway, I'm too. Saying, I'm not just saying it because they look good to us. It's a couple of badass cars. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and um, Chrysler, because we, we need multiple vehicles because we never know what we're going to be doing with them on Breaking Bad. So we ha- actually have uh, three of the um, 300s, and we have three of the and we have two <laughs> rap two, two of the of the Walt Jr. cars but really? we have to say to the teamsters tell RJ no not no practicing not yeah, no, that dude no, I don't let him near those we'll cars golf cart. oh my yeah. god yeah, yeah, that dude exactly. has his own two Mercedes or something like that exactly. he'll let you know oh and we had uh, we had Laura Frazier uh, the wonderful Laura Frazier oh, in this episode again so good yeah I still yeah. haven't met her Oh, Isn't you haven't? Isn't that oh, embarrassing? God, she's so oh, lovely. God, she's, so she's great. She's also Scottish. Does she yes. live? Never does she know live here or her. does she live in Scotland? No, I no, think she lives in New York. Yeah, outside of New York. Yeah, she but she just recently moved her family, moved with her family over here. Oh, okay. But she's yeah. Glaswegian, I believe. She's Glaswegian. From, that's oh, how they from, say it. Isn't from Glasgow? Yeah. 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 I, I only learned that of the... Uh, I was in uh, Scotland for the first time ever back uh, last November, so yeah. I, I think I, I think I'm saying that right. That's I, don't know. I believe you. Yeah, just, she has a very strong accent. It's, it's really impressive how well. It's amazing she's an how she turns yeah. it off. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard her swear with her accent? No, it's is it really great? Cute. Is it transparent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Scottish, McLaren. Well, I mean, I, my ancestors are, but like, you know, well, you're Irish. I don't hear you <laughs> talking about the pro either. So you know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I just meant. I was just pointing it out. No. Yeah. I, I don't expect <laughs> Michelle to speak with us. Uh, By the way, she rarely color. swears. She's a she's a very <laughs> a wonderful lady. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> I love that place. Uh, that was a great bit. Of, that was a great find on your part and on Mark Freeborn's part and on Christian, our uh, excellent locations uh, manager. Uh, that that her Houston, her Madrigal Houston office. Oh yeah, I love that, and I love the idea of putting the big black letters that spell yeah. out Madrigal in each. Of the window glass. Mr. Mark Freeburn. Do you know, we almost almost didn't go look at that. Remember, in the last minute, we were like, Ryan and I were like, you know what, let's just just go look at this one last place because we had looked at so many places and and hadn't found it. And and we walked in there and it was like, oh my God, this this is is awesome. And you guys were so right. I was initially hesitant about using that place for one reason. I was afraid with all that window glass, it would look clearly like the desert of mm. Albuquerque out the window versus yeah. the, the more humid greenery of, of Houston. Right. But well, and, Mark and Freeborn really that those those giant letters that was that the was giant genius. letters help obscure yeah. Albuquerque out the window. But also, you know what? At the end of the day, and you were right on this, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, 
listen, people in Houston and Albuquerque may, or people in Houston may notice the difference, but it's one of those things you're not really paying attention. It yeah, just kind of works. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not what you're looking at. Did she speak? She did a good job with the German, to my ear. Great. She she yeah. had um, she studied German when she was younger, and I think speaks it a little bit. But what we did was we had uh, our German translator recorded it and sent it to Laura. Laura is a very 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 well trained actress, and uh, and like many wonderful actors is is a perfectionist and so she came having rehearsed and practiced and so she had to speak a language she's not fluent in in an accent that is foreign yes. to her yeah mm. but, but not but not the german accent the american accent. exactly exactly she is. no she's yeah. amazing she's good she's a she's, pro she's, she's so good. yeah you gotta play, play on our show yeah. you gotta come to play you gotta have skills that's she also yeah. for later in that scene where she and it's gone uh, appropriately so trimmed down some, but there was when she is talking on the phone with Mike. Originally, it was it, like and it is still is. It's a series of interlocking close-ups that, that she yeah, steps totally into, yeah. which but that means that she, just acting wise, she has to pull off this whole long thing in pieces with resets yeah. of the camera in between each of them. That's right, and it's yeah. the sort of thing that you can really you know you have to just uh, really it's it takes a lot of just skill it takes that's a lot a good of point. like you know that's a good point I didn't thought of that yeah, yeah. that's a good point hey so let's talk about uh, I always say this uh, we are so lucky to have you man and uh, anyone who has not seen the movie Brick that's that's Ryan's oh, first that's movie. That's my favorite. I'm sorry. I, I, I love them all. I love them all. I love them all equally. But Brick was the first one, and I remember seeing Brick uh, at the ArcLight in uh, in Hollywood. God, what a great movie! Oh, man. And that was a movie yeah. you made at your old high school. Yeah. When uh, you weren't in high school at the time, but no, that was, no, no, no. It's that was college, after yeah. college, right? I was thirty. Yeah, I was thirty when we made that. Yeah, yeah. So. It is such a great movie. It's it's a. I'm not going to do it justice, but it is essentially a almost a forty style film noir. Except uh, sh- shot in and around a high school in San, Cl- San Clemente, yeah, California, yeah, yeah. and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a star of it. is fantastic, and mm-hmm. and the it's this hard-boiled, very interesting dialogue, and the shot making is fantastic. I love uh, love the shot uh, down by the uh, the under the, the tunnel, the tunnel, the yeah. tunnel, and the <laughs> and the and the, the, the grass that shot of the grass. This yeah. moment where the grass goes by in the little creek, and you know, just as you see that, something bad's about to happen. <laughs> just my favorite movie. is yeah, is the sound work that was done in the running sequence in, oh, the, yeah, in the hallway. Funny. It's like because oh, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character wears these hard shoes, and so it's like, I'm not going to give it away. You guys, you got to go see Please, please, please rent this movie. But then the Brothers Bloom. Or buy this movie, actually. Buy the DVD. It's fantastic. Brothers Bloom is a great movie, very much a globetrotting movie that goes around. I don't know. That movie, so much money. It looks like so much money on the screen, and you had actually very little money to make that Yeah, very, very little money, yeah. You put it all on the screen. Very impressively Shot. It I love that con good. story with uh, with uh, Adrian, a- Adrian Brody, uh, Adrian Brody and, and, uh, Rachel Weisz, and Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Ruffalo. Yeah. Really great, great cast. cast. It totally got me. Uh, totally, yeah. I love that movie. It's great, great movie. Nice. And now uh, Looper. Looper. It is. A, it's an excellent movie. It's great, oh, and I can't nice. wait to see it. The version we saw was still was, rough. It's gotten much better since you saw it. Well, it, it, was, it was excellent, but you had to imagine some of the yeah, special effects, sure, sure, the sure, visual sure. effects. It'll be yeah. out next month, right? Yeah, yeah. End of September, September twenty eighth. Wow. Yeah, so we'll yeah, see yeah. on Leno. Huh? We'll <laughs> on Leno. You said Bruce, hopefully on. Uh, <laughs> and he was that's a cool guy. Job. He was Bruce. awesome, man. He was that's great. awesome. Yeah, he was fantastic. Well, I'm just, I'm just so, uh, I, I was just so honored to be, to, to, you know, be able to work with you guys on this shit, to be invited, and especially, and I'm serious, man, especially, uh, you know, on this, this last season, when I know this is kind of like, 
this is the you know this is the best show on TV right now. Uh, can you talk a little bit about just because I know that it's probably going to be a question out there as far as especially you, Ryan, um, about the decision with the watch at the end of the episode. Mm. I'm curious to hear your perspective on because I feel like it was something that we. Yeah, that we it was. I, I think that the way the specific way it goes in and bringing it to an intense thing was something I pitched to Sam in the pre-production. Yes. Like at some point in the pre-production of it, I'm actually curious to hear what your original kind of like I'll, idea was with it. Just to really show everybody how the sausage is, as, as, to show everyone in fact how sometimes haphazardly the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I love the idea of uh, we came up, the writers, uh, we all work together very much as a group to break the story, and then the individual writer goes off and writes the episode. And uh, in breaking the story, we, we all love the idea of, of, of Walt getting this birthday gift from, from, uh, from, from Jesse. And Sam, in the writing of the episode, uh, wanted to make a, a meal out of the watch in the very last scene, and then... And then you had the, the wonderful idea of, of going in tighter and tighter. With Actually, you had to use a, essentially a scientific, like a microscope yeah. lens in the very last shot. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I remember hearing this, these thoughts and thinking, oh, that's interesting, but thinking, you know, <laughs> if it doesn't work, we'll just we'll cut around it. I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a uh, hard and fast uh, feeling about it. Uh, my brain was already probably onto the next episode at that point, breaking it in the room uh, with the with the remaining writers while Sam was was writing, and 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 then while you and he were prepping. Uh, I love it. Having said that, I love it. I don't know exactly what it means to me. Mm. I have different theories about what those push-ins, those those those, those pop-ins, those continuing close-ups mean. Just something about it feels very ominous. For me, and, it's and, the and, yeah. and it was it, is it Mike who has the great line, you know, you're a ticking time bomb. I mean, that, that's true. That to now me, you is, say that, yeah, yeah, that to me is the this thing that is this benevolent thing that he puts forward as this thing of friendship, and in reality, there's there's a seed deep inside of it, there's a gear deep inside of it that's ticking down to this kind of you know, and then and then Kelly put kind of the. <laughs> final thing on where she in the very last moments uh it's the last tick the, the last tick the she, last had, tick she had a, she had a gun very very subtle gun cocking which you can barely even tell is is that and that was all kelly that was a great it's great what yeah. kind of gun was that i don't one that sounded good <laughs> that's basically it you know i don't even know i just i had my i had my assistant mel pull a bunch of them and where do you just, pull sound effects from uh there's libraries there's a ton of libraries you know i mean seriously we have pro- probably couple million different sound effects so that, that was a great idea i love that you I love tell the, me you're a gun guy what kind of gun was that yeah make see me, you, make you me should sound know. like some kind of lunatic <laughs> 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 you usually know those things no i i honestly don't know and i don't know if it was replaced by our sound effects uh, people they would have probably replaced that and i don't know guns well enough Nick, to know if they replaced it or not not necessarily nick our wonderful uh sound effects editor uh he doesn't he doesn't go around replacing things willy nilly just because he can. He, yeah. he he lets the the best the best sound 
sound effect win the day, whether it's something he finds or whether it's something yeah, that was see, in there. Whatever already. sounds good. Yeah, whatever sounds good. That's <laughs> the way to do it. The best. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, we should note, we should wrap it up. Probably. It's been a long one. Hey, so speaking of which, what day what day is Looper coming out? September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth. Yeah, the theater be near on, you. Be on Leno no, I will not. But you know what? Did you hear that Vince is going to be on Conan? Is this true? When? Uh, August seventh. Oh my god. Conan. That's incredible, man. Is it actually going to be on the same day that you that you um, go and do the show? I don't know how it works. I don't know That's either. Good, I let's would, put it this I would, way. Yeah, I would yeah, there, um, so. August the 7th, I'm sure. Vince is going I'm sure to will be. record or tape at Conan. So go stand in line. Day. You you might be able to listen to this the same day that airs uh, because this will <laughs> come out Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I think on iTunes usually it takes like a You got a suit? So, but, you know uh, what you're going to wear? You I'm going to wear you got? bib overalls and no shirt. Perfect. I just got to be me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't putting on airs just because I'm there. Uh, yeah, so everybody, uh, uh, get, go get in line for Conan if you're here in Southern California. Or I don't think your, that works that way. Keep I think your eye They open. have a lottery. They don't. There's no oh, line really? apparently. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I went. Well, no, I, so I just cool learned line. this. Well, he is keep your eyes open. He is you know. apparently a wonderful fan of, of our show, and God bless Conan o, uh, Conan O'Brien for that. And uh, also, it must be. The slowest celebrity week in history. <laughs> uh, second week, Nonsense. start of the second week yes, of August. Because you still say you could get bumped, right? You could, of course just... I could. Brian is going to bump you. Like if Butch Patrick showed up and there was like a, there was like a Monsters reunion or something, I'm going to get bumped. Of course hey, I am. Count that out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's like Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so on that note hey uh everybody thank you so much for uh putting up with us and listening to uh this long 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 podcast um i want to thank vince thank you anna who is gone but thank, thank you, you anna. <laughs> <laughs> ryan johnson who thank uh you. we appreciate it and Absolutely. michelle mclaren as always thank you very much yeah. and uh uh we'll and talk to kelly you thank you and thank you kelly uh we'll we'll uh we'll we'll uh, reconvene on uh, what's the name of the episode next episode is 505 and it is called Dead Freight and written and directed by uh, George Masters and uh, biggest caper ever. It's going to oh. be huge. Big, big caper. Big, big caper. So on that note, everybody, y'all go break bad, but don't break too bad so you can watch TV next week. See ya. Later. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Hey.